0: locked on podcast network and odyssey present locked on today
1: what is the chance that tj watt actually sits out for the steelers do the yankees have any fight left in them plus are the seahawks overrated heading into the season i'm peter bukowski starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports you're locked on today
0: Searching all major sports. Found Let's start with the biggest story.
1: For a story involving contract discussions with a superstar player, TJ Watts, apparent hold in with the Pittsburgh Steelers has not received very much attention comparable to what we've seen in other situations around the NFL. Joining me now from lockdown Steelers, Chris Carter and Chris, Mike Tomlin said this week that he's optimistic a deal can get done. He expects Watt to practice this week. What are the chances we don't actually see TJ Watt on the field this weekend for the Steelers?
2: I'd give it a 1 out of 3 chance, which is more significant than I would okay. have said. That's a real chance. Up. Yeah, that's a real chance. But I will say this, that 66% is pretty strong. Um and I might even lower it to a 25% chance, but the way I see this is a lot of people are making this out to be really huge when I don't think it's not as big because everyone's telling when you're talking about a hold in TJ Watt has literally been there for every single practice. He's there on the sidelines. He, he, when they do their individual warmups, you can see him working with the team. And as soon as individuals shut down and they go to 11 on 11, that's when he stays off the field. But the Steelers, they're not, it's not like, like he's palling around with the team. They're joking around. Um, You know, like like they're like, he's still friends with everybody. This isn't like Le'Veon Bell when he wasn't showing up to training camp. And everyone was wondering, when is he going to show? And then when he didn't show, there was like, you know, there, there was obviously a sour taste left in the mouths of several teammates who he had told that he was going to show up. Um, it, it, it's just, it's not the same as your traditional holdout because he's, again, he's showing up. Um, but you know, Mike Tomlin's saying they expect him to be there. I, I get the impression the Steelers aren't going to let this go away. I, I, I honestly think the biggest thing here, Peter, is that TJ Watts agents and their team and his team there, they see, They see that the salary cap is about to boom and they're pitching to the Steelers. The market is about to change. So you have to change with the market and the Steelers are, we don't pay a whole bunch of guaranteed money outside, outside of paying a quarterback. And that's just how they've operated for so long. So TJ Watt pushing against that norm, We'll see who wins in the end but several uh, several people that have their you know, a lot of insight on the Steelers including myself we a lot of us feel that it's going that there's going to be even if a deal isn't struck he will play against Buffalo and then if necessary they'll agree to something after that game.
1: Yeah, and and the Steelers are one of a handful of teams, uh, the Green Bay Packers included, who have a very rigid uh, contract structure. And it was reported that that a similar issue was keeping the Packers and Devontae Adams from reaching a deal. How much do you think Pittsburgh is going to have to budge on stuff like this? Because we're seeing even running backs getting guaranteed money beyond the signing bonus, beyond year one. And if you're a team like the Steelers or a team like the Packers, I mean, you have to change with the times or get left behind.
2: That's a good question here. Now, I you know, I know Didi Kikambwala brought up uh, from NFL Network, brought up, you know, the Steelers haven't succeeded since 20 or they haven't won a playoff game since 2016. But I, I don't know if that's necessarily relevant to this because they paid their guys, the only guys. I mean, they, they offered to pay Le'Veon Bell money and he just didn't take it. And he went to the Jets and we all know how that went 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 for him um they paid antonio brown lots of money he just kind of went crazy and they had to trade him away uh so I, i'm not so sure that they haven't you know worked to pay guys but i do get there's a sense that they're with the changing of the times they're gonna have to find a way to change now they may not change the way that people expect them to they may not give as much guaranteed money out as other teams but i do expect them to kind of move a little bit because tj watt is a generational player.
1: Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, are the Saints being overlooked this season?
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. It was
1: a comeback. It was a statement. And it happened to the team everyone loves to hate. But if you're going to come at the king... You best not miss. Hey guys,
2: H Wheelhouse here and Carlos Correa just hit a walk-off ground rule double scoring Yuli Gurriel. Prior to that, the Astros were down four to two. Alex Bregman was up. After Michael Brantley nearly missed a two-run home run, Bregman gets up, crushed the ball to the Crawford boxes, tied the game. Then Carlos Correa came up and like he likes doing, he feels sexy in the late innings when he hits, and he did that and got the win. They extend their lead over the Mariners and we will have all the details of the latest Locked on Astros podcast.
1: The Saints have released veteran running back Latavius Murray five days before the start of the season. On Monday, the Saints asked Murray to take a reduction in pay, and he refused. Murray, who's 31, was due to make $3.15 million in salary and bonuses this season. That, combined with the emergence of undrafted second-year running back Tony Jones Jr., led to the Saints' decision. And if you ask NFL teams, they'll probably just tell you, look, it's all in the game. Gonzaga men's basketball coach Mark Few was issued a citation for driving under the influence on Monday night, according to a police report. Upon pulling Few over, police said he exhibited several signs of intoxication and refused to complete field sobriety tests. His blood alcohol content samples were .119 and .120. The legal limit, of course, .08. In a statement Tuesday, few apologized for his, quote, lapse in judgment, saying, regardless of the outcome of the pending investigation, I will never allow such a lapse in judgment to occur again. Please know that I am committed to learning from this mistake and will work to earn back your trust in me. At the very least, a man's got to have a code. Shaden Sharp, the number one prospect in the ESPN class of 2022, has committed to Kentucky, he announced Tuesday. Sharp was choosing between a group that included the G League Ignite, Arizona, Kansas, and Oklahoma State. He's Kentucky's first top five commitment since Bam Adebayo in 2016, and the first number one prospect John Calipari has recruited since Nerland's Noel in 2012. The game is out there. It's either play or get played. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag NFL Super Bowl odds. Are out heading into the season in Kansas City remains at the top of the list. They are plus five twenty-five to host the Lombardi Trophy. Tampa Bay comes in at six to one. Buffalo and Green Bay in at eleven to one. Cleveland checks in at fourteen to one. While Baltimore and the Rams along with San Francisco, come in at 16 to 1. For all your MLB, NFL, college football, and soccer lines, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 100% welcome bonus. And remember, money ain't got no owners, only spenders. It is a monster couple games in the AL East with the Blue Jays and Yankees squaring off and the Rays and the Red Sox taking on one another in a fight for playoff positioning as we close in on the end of the season. The Blue Jays took down the Yankees 5-1. to The good news for the Yanks is they are still a half game ahead of Boston who fell to Tampa 12-7. to Joining me now from Locked On Yankees, Stacey Gatsoulias and Stacey. The Yanks are now 2-8 and in their last 10. They are they are they are leaking water right now, and and I saw more than one uh, boat sinking gif on Twitter. What is the problem right now with New York?
2: They can't hit, they can't pitch, and they can't play defense.
1: But other and, than that,
2: but other than that, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You can't win games when you can't hit pitch or play defense. I mean, that's just how baseball works.
1: (laughs) Generally speaking, that is, that it seems like it's a problem and it is uh, not a good time for those kinds of problems because as I mentioned, this is an incredibly jammed uh, AL East right now. uh, The Yankees are 78 and 60. They are a half game up on the Red Sox who have the extra win, but also two extra losses and just two and a half games up on the Jays who are 9-1 and in their last 10. They've won six in a row, and they are maybe the scariest team in that division right now. So other than do all of those things, I mean, is there something specific you can point to and say, okay, if they're going to unlock this right now for the Yanks, what, what do they need to jumpstart themselves as they go down the stretch here?
2: Well, they need the offense to click again. They have not had an extra base hit in 18 innings. The last one was Gary Sanchez's home run on Sunday. They lost Jonathan Luizaga. That is a big piece in the bullpen. Garrett Cole goes down with a hamstring injury. We don't know how long he's going to be out. Things are falling apart at the wrong time. They went on that 13-game winning streak, which was great, but it feels like (laughs) maybe that should have happened in September, not August.
1: Coming up, are the Seahawks overrated heading into the season? Our cue of the day is next. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, and both of those coconut flavors. They are awesome. Cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, plus a slew of limited time flavors. Each one more delicious than the last. And I love them. I have them as often as I can, as often as I remember to grab them. I have a 15-month-old, so occasionally I don't even remember what day it is or what time it is or where I am. Um, but when I am feeling hungry and I want something delicious and something that is still going to be good for my body, high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, and low in sugar, I reach for a Built Bar and you can do it too. When you go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKS15, you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com.
2: Agree or disagree? This is the cue of the Day.
0: The Locked On NFL Power Rankings
1: are out. The Bucks come in at number one. Then the Chiefs, Bills, Packers, Rams, Ravens, and... Seahawks check in at number seven, despite the fact that some of the teams behind them have better, for example, Super Bowl odds at betonline.ag. So is Seattle in the right place and what is their place in the NFC hierarchy to figure that out? Uh, Joining me now, Seahawks host Corbin Smith and Corbin, as I'm going through that list, uh, do you feel like the Seahawks are, are in the right place as we start the season?
0: So power rankings are one of those things where it kind of depends when you're looking at who's actually voting on the particular rankings and things of that nature. But I think anywhere from that 6 to 12 range seems about right for this football team because I think the talent is certainly there for the Seahawks if their defense plays to the best of its ability. They figure things out at the cornerback spot with the weapons they have on offense and obviously Russell Wilson under center. This is a team if everything goes right, that I believe could be in the mix to make it back to the Super Bowl this year. On the flip side, there are enough question marks. As I mentioned, the cornerback position, the offensive line still has some question marks, particularly center with Kyle Fuller expected to be their week one starter. With those kind of holes on the roster, that could mean in a division like the NFC West, which I believe is the best in football, that could be make it this is a team that wins nine or ten games and might not even make the playoffs just because of the depth in the division. And so for that reason, I could see anywhere from that six to twelve range. I don't see them being below that though, because of Russell Wilson being one of the best quarterbacks in football. To me, that's the big equalizer here.
1: Yeah, and and Wilson is probably a pretty major reason. I mean, I can't speak for all of our locked on NFL network voters, but Russell's probably high on the list of reasons. It seems like there is a tier of four, the Bucs, Chiefs, Bills, and Packers, and then a next tier tier, that is anywhere from about six to ten teams, and it seems right that Seattle is in that spot. I I am very interested, though. The 49ers, depending on where you look, and in fact, some sportsbook have them as the favorite in the NFC West. How do you see the NFC West hierarchy with the Seahawks, Rams, 49ers, and Cardinals?
0: This one feels like something if you had a four-sided dice, you should just roll it and go with whatever the projections are (laughs) because that's how good this division is. I I think the Cardinals are still a little bit behind the other three teams if San Francisco is healthier this season and they get decent quarterback play, whether that's Garoppolo or putting Trey Lance in early in the season. I expect we're going to see Lance sooner rather than later, but... The Seahawks and Rams are two of the NFC contenders for the Super Bowl, with Matthew Stafford now being in LA. And I mentioned Seattle still got plenty of talent. They've got Russell Wilson under center. Pete Carroll is still on the sidelines. Any one of those four teams, depending on how things play out during the season, could end up winning the division or making the playoffs. There can even be a scenario where all four teams make the playoffs if they really dominate their out of division schedule. I don't think that happens, but. My point is, this is the deepest division in football. All four of these teams have the talent to be able to make the playoffs. And so trying to project who's going to win it uh, is kind of a crapshoot. It feels like you should just throw in a dartboard and see what sticks.
1: And finally, former President Donald Trump has signed a contract to provide commentary on a game cast of Saturday's boxing event headlined by Evander Holyfield, versus Vitor Belfort. His son, Donald Trump Jr., will join him at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. Jim Lampley, the longtime blow-by-blow man for HBO, will call the main telecast alongside former champion Sean Porter. Viewers will have the option to purchase either the main telecast or the Trump Gamecast for 49 Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Thursday, football is here. It probably won't all be pretty, but it's here. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.